0: Hello and welcome to the Mr. Brown podcast, where I reflect on my journey as an early career teacher, with a special focus on mental health. I am your host, James Brown. Good evening. In Saturday's episode, I spent a good amount of time thinking about whether to strike, and I came to the tentative conclusion that I wouldn't. Well, it's now Monday, and I've changed my mind. This comes off the back of several conversations with colleagues and friends and family, which have helped clarify my thinking a bit further. So I started the episode on Saturday being very confused about everything. And by the end of the episode, I think I'd made some progress. But with hindsight, I was still rather muddle-headed, And to be honest, I still am, no doubt, to some extent, muddle-headed on this issue. It is very complicated. I do find it quite disorienting. But I do feel I've made a little more progress in my thinking, so I thought I'd share it with you. And so while I say I've changed my mind, I still consider it a tentative conclusion. So I'm not holding on to it too tightly. Should I have another illuminating conversation, then I may change my mind again. Regarding those conversations, I'd like to thank in particular Mr. C, Miss F, Mr. N and Mr. J. So thank you for your conversations. If you're listening, I know some of you do. So just to summarise where I left things off on Saturday. The ultimate aim of strike action should be to reduce the number of teachers who are quitting the profession. I discovered that the main reason that teachers quit the profession is workload yet the current strikes are over pay, so I thought that I wouldn't strike. Had the strikes been about workload, for example, if we were striking to increase funding to schools so that schools could hire more members of staff and thereby reduce workload for individuals, I'd have been down with that. I'd have been striking. But I considered pay as a separate issue which was only a minor factor when it came to teachers' decisions to quit or not. So I considered it a separate issue, but thanks to these illuminating conversations, I've now realised that it isn't really a separate issue at all, and the issue of workload and the issue of pay are in fact interconnected. So this strike is indeed about pay rises, but... It's about funded pay rises. So teachers did recently receive a 5% pay rise, but the pay rise wasn't funded. Instead, it had to come out of school budgets, which has, in some situations, led to redundancies, or when teachers have left, or when other members of staff have left, those vacancies haven't been filled. Fewer staff in the school has meant that the remaining staff have had higher workloads. So the fact that the pay rise, the recent pay rises, weren't funded has led to an increased workload for the remaining staff. So part of the current strike is to try to get a pay rise that's funded. If a pay rise is funded, then that frees up school budget and hopefully allows schools to hire more staff and thereby reduce workload on individuals. So I was mistaken to think that these two issues can be treated separately. The pay issue is directly related to the workload issue. I also said in that episode that if the desired pay rise was to help teachers through the current cost of living crisis, then that might be a misguided approach. And I based this on some very loose and basic, and I think ultimately misguided ideas about economics. So I said that if you give teachers more money, then that gives them more spending power which may result in higher inflation, in response to which interest rates go up, and any teachers who, for example, have a mortgage would end up with less money than they had before the pay rise. So I thought the pay rise could in fact be counterproductive. But I think that economic argument was overly simplistic, because, as I've had explained to me, for which I'm very grateful. There are different types of inflation. There is demand-driven inflation, which has something to do with my initial argument. So when demand increases, if, for example, people have more spending power, demand increases and then inflation rises, that's one type of inflation. That's one thing that drives inflation. But inflation is also driven by a lack of supply. For example... The current lack of oil as a result of the war in Ukraine has also contributed greatly to inflation, and of course whether teachers get a pay rise or not has no bearing at all on the price of oil. And also teachers comprise such a small percentage of the population that even that if they were to receive a pay rise, then it would be unlikely to contribute to any demand-driven inflation either. So that was just completely muddle-headed. So I withdraw my previous economic argument entirely. So my new tentative conclusion is that I will indeed strike because I now appreciate the fact that the pay issue and the workload issue can't be treated separately. I also learned that while the lower end of the salary Pay scale, so M1, M2, M3, are reasonably competitive. They're at least sufficient to not put new and prospective teachers off the profession. So lots of people are still coming to the profession, but then half of them quit after five years. That's the issue. How do we stop teachers from quitting? We don't have a recruitment crisis, we have a retention crisis. So, how do you stop people from quitting? Well, Apparently the pay scale levels out, so it's good to begin with, but then as you go higher up the pay scale, the increase from one scale to the next becomes increasingly small. Someone in my school has recently become assistant head, and they've only, as a result, received an extra £30 a month, which doesn't seem like very much at all. So while pay is okay at the lower end of the scale, it's a real issue in the middle and especially towards the higher end of the scale, and this leads to teachers quitting, or it leads to teachers who have very little incentive to climb past a certain point on the pay scale and to take on additional responsibilities. So the crisis of retention is felt especially in more senior roles. So that's just an additional consideration. Now, one final thing I will mention before going is that I've heard in several places now, on Twitter and in school, that if you're part of a union which has voted to strike, but you yourself don't want to strike, then you should leave the union. And this surprised me initially, because the only other context in which I've voted before, really, and in which people regularly vote is our democratic context. So when we elect leaders, national and local, every few years. And say, for example, if I voted Labour and the Tories won, I wouldn't leave the country. So I thought it would be silly to suggest that if you voted against strike action but then the majority of members of the union did vote for strike action, I thought it would be silly to suggest that you should leave just because you didn't back the strike action. That seemed a bit extreme to me. But apparently that is kind of how unions work. You're meant to be united and act as one unified organism. And so if your union has chosen a course of action that you yourself don't endorse, you should leave and find a different union bit more closely aligns with your views. Now, I still don't know whether this is right. It's just what I've heard in several places. So if you know more about this, if you know more about how unions work, I'd be very interested to hear what you have to say on the topic. Okay, so this has just been a quick update. To summarise, my new tentative conclusion is that I will strike because I realise that the pay issue and the workload issue are inseparable issues, yet the conclusion remains tentative. If I change my mind again, I'll be sure to update you. If you enjoyed this episode, please spread the word, in person and on social media. You can follow me on Twitter, at MrBrownPod, or email MrBrownPod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate and review in your directory of choice. Please also consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash mr brown pod and helping me cover the cost of producing the podcast thank you and talk again soon